0: Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Auste, in conversation with internationals who have found themselves living here in Lithuania. So, oh, hi, Yudita. Hello. <laughs> you are actually my first uh, Lithuanian guest that's uh, come back to Lithuania after living a number of years abroad. So, I'm really happy to have you here, and we just like to start. Um, asking you to share your story, How? Um, where, where did you grow up, first of all, and um, when did you move abroad, and was it for work, was it for studies, uh, just take us through the journey <laughs> of your life. <laughs> uh, thank you. So, uh, I am from
1: Konos. Uh I grew up there, um, and then after I graduated from high school, uh, I went to study to England, mm-hmm. uh, I studied cinema, uh, filmmaking, mm-hmm. Um so it was really cool because in Kunas, I was not able to find anyone like-minded who want to make mm-hmm. films or more interested in arts. I used to come to like some um, camps in Vilnius, kind of met some people who are also interested in film here, okay, but okay. never really felt like I find my, my place. So I was super excited when I got into university mm-hmm. to study cinema and then I moved to the UK.
0: Mm-hmm. I lived
1: in Leeds in England for three years where I graduated from my bachelor's degree and after that, I was like, <laughs> what to do with my life? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, maybe I'll stay here for a while. And then all my friends moved away. <laughs> and oh, I was like, oh, no. maybe I will not. <laughs> uh, and then I had a friend who was actually studying also film in Argent- Argentina. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you come here. There are loads of cool people. <laughs> we yeah. party. We do stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I worked a little bit, saved some money, and then moved there. Uh, when I was there... And loads of stuff happened uh, i don't know through people we end up in chile uh, and then other stuff happened and then we end up in brazil <laughs>
0: wow <laughs> i love this like other
1: stuff <laughs> like love drama oh, love wow. relationships adventure
0: yeah,
1: um then we end up uh, back in chile uh, and after that i was like Oof, you know i need to do something with my life Uh, And at that point, I had no money, no nothing. So I was Mm -hmm. like, coming home. (laughs) Uh, I came back home with the idea to move to Germany. But then I met my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I got a job and I kind of, without really planning it, kind of settled back in. Mm -hmm. And then after two years being in Kona's. I was like, oof, I need to go, <laughs> it's okay, but I mean, it's time to move, uh, and then, so I moved to Canada, which was great, and then I came back just before uh, the quarantine, quarantine? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then since then, I'm here, back here, and mm-hmm. life has been crazy and strange, and I know, like, Lithuania hasn't been the same as it was before, uh, but mm-hmm. I think now it's kind of slowly coming back into mm-hmm.
0: what I've, I've known. Yeah, yeah, of course, the, the pandemic <laughs> hit us hard <laughs> as everywhere, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's good to see that it's coming back and things are starting to unfold and happen again. Um, so you've touched a bit about the reasons of coming back, of course. Um, so living in Kona's, um, how is it like for you? Um, how has it changed since uh, when you were little and growing up and what it is like now?
1: Um, it's really interesting to see the change uh, once, The first time I came back, it was very exciting because I was like, I had so much energy and I was like, I'm going to share my experiences (laughs) with everyone I'm going to party and do fun stuff. And then I realized that everyone has a mortgage and they're working all the Mm -hmm. time and they have no time for nothing. And then it felt a little bit lonely. And my friends from high school, the ones that stayed, they were like making babies and Mm -hmm. getting married. And at that point, I was like, who am I going to be when I'll grow up? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a bit of a strange time. Um, But then at the same time, it was kind of interesting because a lot of people left. A lot of my friends have left. So there was not much there. You kind of have to find new people, new friends. Um, And I was lucky enough to do that, to find Mm -hmm. some new people. But I don't know if people in Kona seem to be moving all the time. Quite a lot of people move to Vilnius now. Uh, so yeah, so it's uh, it seems very vibrant, but also it kind of seems as hard to keep your pack together because mm-hmm. everyone is kind of moving in and out. Um, and then yeah, I left again, and once I came back, I still live in Konas now, but I work in Vilnius, so mm-hmm. it also life changed a little bit in a way because I kind of get to commute. Mm-hmm. And now I love Konas because it's just so nice to come back to such a peaceful city after a long day in Vilnius. Mm -hmm. Uh, No shade, but yeah, (laughs) big fan of Konas. Uh, So yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's interesting, it's changing. And some of the people from my friends are now kind of like settled in Konas and they Mm -hmm. imagine their future there. I'm not sure yet where I'm going to end up, but I do feel like home there at the moment. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy being there. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. And I can definitely relate to the fact when friends like come move and like I I also lived my life like this where I was moving a a lot and then you come back and then you kind of assume that people are not going to move around around you, but it happens. And now I'm back. Most of my friends that I had from childhood are abroad um, and then I have to make new friends here. And of course, still people are moving around. But I think that's just the reality of life these days, like when everything's so open it's, uh, it's going to happen. Like People move, move cities, move, move countries. And
1: For sure. Events. But it is like, I don't know. I find it really hard to make friends again. I was like Googling how to make friends. <laughs> and they're like, oh, go to extra activities. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I don't like dancing. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a lie. I love dancing. Okay. And I'm going to now dancing just okay. to, to meet friends. But yeah. Uh, At the same time, yeah, it is really strange because everyone is uh, moving and you feel like, oh, this is my home. I should have so many people here, but essentially there is none. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, how to make those new friends when these people have like these long lasting relationships Mm -hmm. with their friends who stayed here for a a long time. So I think in some ways to move somewhere and meet new people there might be easier than coming back Mm -hmm. and meeting people here. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like, oh, I am like I should have them, but they're Mm -hmm. just not there. Like, how should I do it? Uh, uh, But it's also like a fun challenge, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's just the the mindset, you know, that you have. If you feel like, yeah, I'm from here, so I should have all of these things, then that can be like a limit um, on yourself to go out and, and meet new people. But... There's some people wanting to meet all the time. I, I realize that because now I meet so many people these days. I'm like, okay, how do I make time for everyone? But um, but yeah, it's it's of course a challenge anytime you you move someplace and finding good hobbies. Where, where what do you dance? Where what do you?
1: Uh, I I salsa. Okay. <laughs> I try to salsa. I'm not capable to walk in heels. At oh. the moment, I can dance in heels somewhat. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's a struggle. But uh, due to Corona. That mm-hmm. has stopped, so oh, okay. my new uh, friendships uh, opportunities are gone for a while. But mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna be going back to that again.
0: Okay, cool. But you were taking classes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in Kornas or yeah. in Kornas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that it's uh, quite a big thing to dance also in Lithuania. I think quite a few people are doing it and. In...
1: It's that's really sense. ironic because we're really bad. Like we are so bad, <laughs> really? at it. we just don't have the moves. But we like, yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, I'm also one of those really bad people at yeah. it, but I really enjoy doing it. So you know, yeah, I just true. close my eyes. I'm not gonna see my reflection. Just gonna roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but did you start uh, dancing
0: when you were living in South America?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 time? for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, like, I did not know the theory. I was just
0: like, yeah, just make me dance.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Move me places. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was really nice because people there really dance and really enjoy mm-hmm. dancing. And they are capable to dance with people who are not capable of dancing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, before that, I think before moving there, like, I used to be really shy to dance with the partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like to rave myself away. Um, so it was really fun to to kind of get that um, experience there, and kind of try to bring that into my life now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's 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 great, and I love that. Like when people know how to dance, they can just take you you know you can be like do nothing basically if you're able to follow then it's it's, it's great I and mean, so much fun and i think that can motivate some people to actually start learning to dance
1: uh, oh people. for sure I, then i feel like a star like yeah. yes i can do it and then you go to class you see your
0: reflection and you're
1: like oh actually
0: maybe i was drunk that day <laughs> no. um great so i really want to talk about a little bit about your work um, So you're uh, one of the organizers of uh, Nepotogos Kinas Film Festival. So I really love this festival. I've been uh, quite a few times. Um, So maybe you can just uh, say a bit more about it for people who have never heard about it before.
1: Yeah, sure. So Nepotogos Kinas, in English, we call it Inconvenient Films. It's a documentary film festival that uh, kind of focuses on human rights. So we select films from all over the world that uh, have been touring festivals or Uh, not necessarily that we think are important and talk, cover important topics. And we always try to kind of relate to Lithuanian context uh, for that. Uh, And so we... We get them, we translate them, and then we screen them in quite a few cities over in Lithuania. It happens in October every year for 15 years. Now it's our 15th edition of the festival. And yeah, it's really cool, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> it's probably the best festival. Uh, but also, yeah, just the films are crazy amazing. And we because it's documentary films, it's all real stories and What I found that sometimes reality might be way more crazier than any fiction Mm -hmm. (laughs) imaginable. Uh, So, yeah, so we do that every year. Um, And then this year we also have like a new festival that we organized, which is called Guaya, Waves in Motion. uh, And it's about uh, podcasting and audio documentaries and audio uh, stories. So we're kind of trying to expand that from the films also into audio, but it's all real stories and it's all about uh, important topics that matter.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that was great. I was actually, um, so I listened to Bunguayan. is it happening again or is this the
1: one that just happened? So we did like, we started with the conference, so the conference has happened, but now we just have the program, the audio program Mm -hmm. of maybe 18 uh, pieces uh, that you can listen till the end of Inconvenient Films. Okay. Uh, So yeah, these are like uh, short and long audio documentaries and we kind of try to do them uh, from different countries in multiple languages and we subtitled them in Lithuanian,
0: which is Mm -hmm. a bit funky. Okay. Uh, So yeah. (laughs) Wow, yeah, that, that must be interesting. I've, I've not tried that, but yeah, that, that sounds Highly good. recommend. In the beginning, yeah. I
1: was like, mm, I'm never going to get used to this. This is weird. And now I'm like, this is my favorite way to listen to audio. Because you kind of listen to an audio story in Swedish, and you're like, what? I understand everything. Oh. <laughs> and, and then also some of the English pieces, when you listen like that, like I feel like, oh, I understand everything. It's fine. But then when you see like every like little sound kind of translated, and you kind of just comprehend how much goes into that story mm. or like how like how well-rounded it is like it's
0: very uh, amazing so we tried to do that but it's something very new wow well, yeah okay can't wait to, to to check it out and um and the festival is happening soon so anyone listening um <laughs> yes, to yes, this yes, as come. it airs uh, please uh, please come we will put some more information and links uh, so people can can check it out um, but I wanted to ask you more about how you got involved in, in the festival and, and organizing. Um, did you, were you there from the very beginning? Like, when did you join? How did that happen? Uh, yeah,
1: so I am working at Inconvenient Films uh, since uh, almost two years. So once I came back to Lithuania from Canada um, and then, yeah, I was just uh, unemployed. <laughs> I need to do something. <laughs> Uh, but I was not seeking for jobs. So I just saw on Facebook that they're looking for someone. I was like, well, this is a job for me. Mm-hmm. So I applied for it. Um, but beforehand, I used to work at the cinema and mm-hmm. Kona's and Cinema Kromova, uh, where I was a programmer. So I worked a lot with different festivals uh, from Lithuania and mm-hmm. Inconvenient Films were definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to kind of move from that into the festival Um and yeah, just kind of do that shift. because uh, cinemas are very stressful. They have like mm-hmm. events every day. Festival okay. is once a year. It's very stressful. it's like super big, but yeah. also like everyday life is a bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's really fun to work for the for the festival but and uh, but before that, I don't think I realized how much uh, hard work goes into it, and that mm-hmm. the team prepares the full year before the festival. Mm-hmm. and once the festival done, we are like straight away starting to prepare for the next year okay. of edition. Um, so it is like very interesting, uh, work and now we are like on the crazy peak.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping is not an option, but, uh, also so much fun. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's great. That's a good combination <laughs> for, for that. And so how, um, how do you select the films? How does that work? Yeah, so we have a team of, of
1: four programmers, but also the festival director and myself, uh, we joined the process. Uh, So what they do, uh, they basically try to attend as many film festivals as possible that screen films like uh, that, uh, documentary films. And we kind of always try to select films that have been already appreciated by other audiences Mm -hmm. that we would bring them to uh, Lithuania. uh, And we just watch the films at the festivals and then we acquire them to screen them in Lithuania. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the thing that happens that often... Festival films are unique in a way that often they never come to the cinemas in Lithuania because they might be a bit too niche or mm-hmm. maybe just, I don't know, not uh, financially. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a financial potential um, mm-hmm. to, uh, to reach wider audiences, but that's why they're like super rare diamonds that mm-hmm. uh, during the festival you should try to watch as much as possible because mm-hmm. uh, after that might be really hard to find them. And often they're from really amazing countries from all over the world and really uh, interesting languages. So sometimes even if you want to try to watch them online, you might not get the subtitles. So yeah, just mm-hmm. really cool. So basically the, the film programmers, they travel to these festivals or uh, get the screeners from the distributors. They watch a lot of films like a lot of good films, a lot of questionable films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then we basically just uh, uh, talk about them and we discuss them and we try to apply to kind of talk why we should bring one than the other. Um, every year we have a special program. So we program... Uh, this year I think we have eight different programs that uh, kind of talk on different topics. So, for example, uh, LGBTQ uh, rights or maybe women's rights uh, or yeah, any anything, hate speech or anything mm-hmm. above... Um, and we program them. Uh, and then we have also a competition program where these new filmmakers can uh, share their films. Uh, yeah, just uh, those are different programs that we kind of try to uh, find films for them. And we have a special program uh, every year. So this year it's all about being radical. Mm. Uh, we're like, oh, wow. times are changing. <laughs> Let's react. Let's see what's happening. Let's see uh, our life 2.0. Uh, and so basically we kind of do the special program as well so the programmers just watch films all year round and we try to select the best ones uh, we can get uh, and then make this amazing selection Uh, this year we're gonna have 50 films Uh, yeah it's exciting
0: yeah very exciting oh that's great and i love that like shake things up you know this radical like after two years of lockdown and everything being so slow and and think we need we need that we need this like wake up call to all of the issues that are happening and it's uh it's a wonderful festival i love that it brings all of these you know um ideas and themes that are often like missing in everyday life and you really get to experience them and learn more and it's uh it's a great like a public service (laughs) that you guys are doing uh through the festival
1: we try we we call ourselves like our goal is to be like a educational uh, platform we want to try to just uh, show people what's happening in the world um, and let them make their own minds uh, but also we organize a lot of discussions after the screenings to kind of mm-hmm. just uh, add an extra depth to the stories mm-hmm. they have and maybe bring it closer to our own context uh, so I think yeah like uh, it might be quite in- expi- um, inspiring mm-hmm. to, to participate in those and yeah we try to make a lot of everything <laughs> uh, yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's great. Yes, I love this uh, discussion aspect uh, of it as well, that, that you're making it more interactive. And you know, I think a lot of these films really make you think, and it's great to have a platform to then share those thoughts with other people who have experienced that. Um, and I think uh, a few years that I went, there were sometimes also the the creators would come and you would, have, would also participate in discussions. Do you have that this year? Yeah, it- we have
1: that. I mean, so far we're a bit ooh, on edge if they all will be able to come, mm-hmm. but we are trying to do our best to, uh, to, do, to make it happen. We're definitely going to have a filmmaker of our opening film, uh, so that's going to be super exciting. One of the exciting uh, guests this year is going to be, we have a film called The Mall. It's about a spy in North Korea. And so the spy himself uh, should be coming to the festival, oh, wow. and he will be able to share his experiences. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to make it work this year as well. Um, and with the filmmakers that won't be able to come, we are planning to do a pre-recorded Q and A's, so people can still kind of get to know them a little bit more better, even mm-hmm. though they won't be able to interact with them. Uh, but still, we hope this will add
0: to the experience. Oh, great! Oh, Wonderful. So many things, (laughs) so many things happening and this and and Banguaya really looks like it's expanding and there's more more themes coming in. And that's really nice to see anything that's kind of growing over the
1: years. We are growing actually a lot because one of our main goal is to be, um, what the English word would be? accessible as accessible as possible Uh, so our ticketing system is like really funky (laughs) you can pay as much as you want or you can buy tickets online and support the festival Uh, but then we also have now an opportunity for people to watch our films uh, in the libraries for free Uh, and now this year we have 192 libraries that are partnering up uh, and joining this project so now we had like a um Yesterday, I think we had a webinar with like all of these libraries and you're like, this is crazy. This is so big. Uh And then uh, this year we're planning our opening, uh, also a live event, but also we're going to do it on uh, television. So it's going to be uh, shown on LRT. So this is like also crazy. We're like, oh, this is so many people will be able to watch our film. So we are super, super excited. And yeah, we really want to share these stories with as many people as possible, and just make it easy, easily accessible to everyone.
0: That's wonderful. So, pretty much, if you're in any city in Lithuania, you can you can watch. Right? in sure. Smaller towns. And
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Because I think what the Corona was good for for the cultural sector was that we all kind of became less suspicious of online um, and maybe not so scared of all the piracy Mm -hmm. and all the safety of the films because now the technology is really good and they can provide the safety mm-hmm. we can provide the safety to the films. so we now also have our own like film streaming platform which i don't know like two years ago used to, it would be like a crazy idea <laughs> now it's like yes of course we do yeah and so, everyone. <laughs> yeah this is everyone and uh, so uh, people anywhere in the lithuania if they want they can just watch our films online <laughs> uh, which is crazy and also exciting like i think last year when we looked through where people were watching films and they were like such tiny villages, like we were like, oh, where is this village? Like I don't even know. And it was so exciting that I don't know someone, uh, maybe at least one person, watched this film somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know in the middle of Lithuania that most likely have never heard of us before.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's really really great. Great, wonderful. Okay, so apart from all of this amazing things, you said that you also have some other little projects, uh, things you're working on.
1: Is there anything? Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, I'm helping out uh, with this virtual gallery called Irge Galeria. It's a little project we started during uh, Corona with my friend, who's an artist, and she had to make an exhibition. Mm. (laughs) And then we're like, oh, where to do it? (laughs) Uh, And then realize it's going to be easier to make a gallery online than Mm -hmm. to find an actual space for it. So, Mm -hmm. we started that. So, I'm working with that. I encourage everyone to visit uh, her exhibitions. It's more of her project that I'm helping out. And then as well, I'm giving a hand um, for uh, Kona's BNL. So it's this Mm -hmm. uh, big art uh, event and they're going to have a film program this year. It's like their first time they are presenting a film program. Um, And it's going to be like the 100th year of uh, Jonas Mekas. So they have this like Mm -hmm. huge Jonas Mekas film program that's going to be screened on 16mm. Uh, so that's exciting so these are my other projects Mm -hmm. and then i also try to make a podcast (laughs) unsuccessfully (laughs) so hard (laughs) Uh, so fun so hard Uh, so yeah so those are those are little things but at the moment we're like all heads in and inconvenient films and just trying to to uh, put everything together in time
0: yeah well, that's great. In In terms of culture and Kona, because it's the culture capital next year, right? So I yeah. guess there's already quite a few things happening.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things happening. We're also participating. So <laughs> uh, Kona's capital of culture are our partners. And we're really excited because next year uh, during our festival, we're going to be screening films in Kona's modernist buildings. So it's going to be loads of like funky locations. And we try to find documentaries related to uh, to cities and changes in the cities, so it should be really fun. Uh, so, we're also participating there, and we are also participating with the Ponguaya. So, this summer, we did like this. Uh, middle of the night uh, under the stars uh, listening session with like all mm. wireless headphones and the subtitles projected. Wow. In the night. Wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it was really good. Wow. Like it was really exciting. Uh, so we definitely gonna do that next year as well during their, their event. But besides mm. that, in Konas, I think, yeah, it's definitely there's so much to do. And it's really great because most of the events are really accessible, they're for free. Uh, they're usually outdoors. Well, mainly maybe it's the Corona, but mm-hmm. also that's I think a really good influence that it had on the culture in Kona. And there's a lot of things uh, happening. We cannot wait for mm-hmm. the opening uh, next year. I will try to work from home just to be able to visit all the events that um, uh, are going to be happening there.
0: Wonderful! Oh, that sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely more trips to Kona <laughs> for yeah, me yeah, as well yeah, yeah. For, sure. <laughs> for, for the future. Um, so. Um, you also told me that you love mountains this is like completely going off topic but, <laughs> but it's a thing I have to talk about because I love mountains too and I really want to know like where because no mountains in Lithuania unfortunately <laughs> but where do you go hiking or do you go hiking and um, what's your favorite place in your recommendations like that
1: uh, so I fell in love with mountains uh, when I fell in love with a Chilean guy <laughs> and he was like let's go to the mountains I was like I don't know it's, it seems high uh, but then yeah. we we went to a few hikes with friends and yeah it's just really i don't know at first it was really hard to go up but once you're there you're like this is what i need this was i what i was missing in my life so that was definitely uh chile was the place where i discovered the mountains and once the guy broke my heart i was like <laughs> I need to go to the mountains Uh and just throw away. And what happened was that uh, uh, at that point I was working in this hotel and they were like, oh, we actually have a hotel in the mountains. You should just go there. I was like, yes, (laughs) perfect solution. Um, So I went to this little uh, town called Fariones. It's really close to Santiago in Chile um, to work in this hotel. It's more like a cabanas, so it's like a a little hut's. Okay. Um, and it was really cool it's like this little mountain they have three ski centers they have maybe like 50 people living there mm-hmm. and loads of tourists coming in and out and that was the best time of my life Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was loads of skiing and snowboarding and partying because they're like it's like a bubble of happiness where people come on holiday yeah. so there's always a new happy person there mm-hmm. so you can meet so many people you can enjoy yourself and even though there's like one bar mm-hmm. it's like the best bar
0: <laughs> of uh, course
1: <laughs> yeah so that was like so this was more like uh, just living in the mountain so i did two uh, winter seasons there um mm-hmm. so it was really really great Uh, but then from there we kind of started touring a bit uh, off the ski slopes and just going into the mountains into the wilderness and that was like no this is the real deal Mm. I need to do that and like just staying in the mountain huts it's something like that's where I would like to live Um, so then yeah so we did that uh, and then when I went to Canada I lived in Vancouver which is just on the shore of the mountain so that was really great you can just go and be uh, so it was really really amazing unfortunately I was not able to do everything I wanted uh, mm-hmm. while I was there uh, during the winter I got to work there in the ski center as well so I got to snowboard um, and do some touring which was really fun uh, and then once I came back like during this past year we didn't go anywhere and was so sad but mm-hmm. now um, in August we went to Italy and oh, we God. did a trip there so that was really really good so, yeah, mountains is something that uh, makes me really happy. And I don't know, it's just really is- easy. You don't need anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: same for me. I, I love just going to the mountains, just looking <laughs> looking at them. Yeah. I, I love hiking and, you know, the the satisfaction you have when you're at the top and you, you just climb this mountain and all of your worries look so small because everything's so like nature's so beautiful and magnificent in front of you um and yeah I, I i sometimes sad that there's no mountains in lithuania but i'm happy that it's quite easy to get to mountains from here like there are flights there you know there's poland is not so far away as well
1: yeah, yeah exactly like somehow that's the thing like in a way lithuania for me sometimes feels a bit uh, crowded mm. uh, so even though you go into the nature but it's either private or they're like if it's not if it's a public place, there are like usually loads of people, and it's kind of hard to find like uh just like be alone somewhere in the nature, mm-hmm. at least for me and then yeah, but the thing with the mountains is like you are not gonna pe- meet that many people mm-hmm. like it's so you can just be alone with yourself in nature and just far away from everything mm-hmm. um so that's really i don't know like that's uh, maybe that's my inner introvert, <laughs> just uh-huh. like living her dream, yeah. being <laughs> alone in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, so that's definitely uh, what's really great. And yeah, in, from Lithuania, it's really easy to get to so many different places,
0: so it's a it's a good spot for that as well. Mm. So yeah, about more about Lithuania. <laughs> um, what is it? What is it like to um, to live live here? Like having traveled so much, having had all this perspective, what is it like to to be back?
1: Uh, it's kind of lonely. It can be a bit lonely because. Uh, It's like, uh, uh, I think I had a friend who told me about his aunt, like when I was still very young. And at that point I didn't really realize. And now I think I feel that he said that he had an aunt who traveled so much uh, and then she came back home. I think she just had to come back home. And then she was like uh, really lonely, even though she had a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's uh, what I feel sometimes here is that... uh, Uh, Because uh, I don't feel here Like it's my home But it's not my only home And Mm -hmm. then there are so many people all over the place And then when you realize that you will never be able to Bring all of them together to one place Like Mm. as your family It's kind of sad Like my uh, inspiration to become rich Is just like so I could pay (laughs) For everyone to come And I don't know party my 100th anniversary or whatever Like I don't know so it's a, li- a little bit like, cause you you know that you will never be able to be with everyone at once. So mm-hmm. that's uh, it's like yeah, it makes it a bit uh, lonely. And I think also sometimes when you're not surrounded by people that you had experiences with, you sometimes can't forget about those experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, on the flip hand, it's just so amazing to have like family all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think now rarely even when you're planning a holiday like you come up with a destination and you're like oh yeah so but I know these people there or like (laughs) friends of a friends or at least you know friends who could probably have friends there and Mm -hmm. so it kind of feels really I don't know like easy to move away or travel um and meet people because now it seems like oh everyone is a friend and it's so so Mm -hmm. easy so yeah so I feel like that um even though it's really fun to travel and like I would never change anything like I would I still want to go everywhere um when it's possible but also it is that um like a slight feeling maybe that I was not expecting to feel after all of these experiences Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I know I know what you mean I when I was uh, living abroad and traveling a lot and and coming like staying just stopping and staying in one place for a while then you realize like okay <laughs> what is happening like okay i have like really close friends here i have really close friends there uh, my family is here i just moved through to all these places like where do i belong like there's so many things that come up that wouldn't naturally if you if you hadn't done that you know had yeah, that experience
1: for sure and i think yeah my, my life timeline changed a little bit i think like uh, at that point when yeah my friends were already in and felt like they want to settle at mm-hmm. that point. I was like nowhere far, like settling mm-hmm. and just still wanted to explore more. And I still don't have an idea where I would like to settle, mm-hmm. even though I would maybe at this point would like to kind of uh, bring the roots down. But still, like, like where is that place, you know, mm-hmm. when you have so so many places, where do you belong? Yeah, so these, I don't know, like, it's uh, interesting. But on the other hand, like, I do feel... <laughs> younger than some people Mm -hmm. uh, just because you know i had that luxury to just leave everything and be careless for for a longer while and Mm -hmm. i know every each start i think makes you a bit younger because you i don't know you have to be playful to meet new people Mm to to i don't know learn the new stuff and that keeps you going
0: you have to be open and open to possibilities and curious and that's And just going out of
1: your comfort zone. I love my comfort zone so much, (laughs) but also all the time, like you step out of it, it's just such a good reward, and it you feel so good. But also, like yeah, once you are in a place, especially when I'm home here in Lithuania, like I feel it's really hard for me to go outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. because quite a lot is my comfort zone. So like, how where to even push yourself to kind of step out of it? Now you get
0: now you do the extreme thing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) well and yeah like how not to get crazy and your extreme shit but also go go get like some new experiences so it is like uh uh you know it's it's really hard and also for me at this point like uh, as i mentioned i do feel like oh i want to kind of maybe have something of my own and like settle in but then on the other hand like just the i don't know like Buying a place in one spot and just having it for I don't know like many years ahead like sounds really scary. Mm-hmm. Like how how do you do that? So I don't know like it's
0: a, an interesting an interesting feeling. Yeah 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 no no I I, I, I can relate a lot. <laughs> and actually the the thing for me was I was also thinking like where to move and what what to do and stay here and not stay here. Um, then we my family inherited my grandparents house, and now I'm living in this house. And, like, having to take care of this house. <laughs> and it was it was very scary, it was, like, having to make this decision, like, do I want to commit to, like, this house? But then I realized, like, you know, it doesn't, it's not actually, like, anything that's tying you down. Like, you can always rent it out. You can always sell it in the future. Like, it's whatever happens, happens, you know? But... But yeah, it felt like at that time, like a big, really big decision. Like, oh my gosh, okay.
1: <laughs> no, I completely get it. Like now at the moment, uh, I'm craving a dog. I'm like, mm. I need a friend yeah. <laughs> who loves me. Like I would just love a dog. And uh, But at the same time, I was like, oh, but if I'm going to move somewhere, because I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. So c- can I bring it with me? Or like, what should I do? Like, oh, I cannot commit to a friend for 10 years. Uh, yeah. Like, what's, what should it be? So it's like, it's kind of hard, I guess, to move then has those decisions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it seems like you either need to settle or just go somewhere. But as you say, like, not necessarily. There are definitely mm-hmm. options. Uh, but yeah, just I guess uh, for me at the moment, it does take time to kind of make those decisions because uh, I feel like I don't know. Because I don't know, <laughs> Cause I don't know what, what's going to happen. I think like what the experience has taught me. One of my colleagues somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, told me like this uh, thing. He said like, oh, if you're trying to put something in a small glass pot that's bigger than the pot, the pot Mm. is going to break. And so basically his idea is just like, you need to go with the flow and don't force things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm always like, oh, I wonder what the flow is going to (laughs) bring. I'm not going to force anything. And then things happen and you're like, Oh, how did I end up here? (laughs) I just
0: went with the flow. (laughs) I went with the
1: flow. Fuck. (laughs) Should make
0: decisions. (laughs) Uh, It's not, it's not
1: bad, I think. (laughs) Yeah. But on the other hand, the flow brought me here. I'm here at this moment talking
0: with you. So Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. I think it's good to trust the flow. Yes. 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 Like, <laughs> put 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 the trust in uh no that's uh that's great and um well, i guess it kind of we talked about this already but i wanted to talk about more about this traveling experience and how how do you think it shaped you like in one, what ways
1: uh, i think definitely like when i was growing up uh it's uh like it was hard. Like I was a bit more of a not like a shy kid, but I was just not like if I don't like, it, I'm not gonna participate. Uh-huh. Kind of, like, wouldn't push myself to get to know people. Maybe I would not be interested in from the mm-hmm. first sight, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I was not like also under like accommodating other people. Kind of was a bit more selfish. Like I'm, I'm not feeling comfortable. So, uh-huh. uh, and then I think moving out, just moving away, just kind of helped me to understand like how everyone is amazing and interesting if you just let them you know if you just open up to the people and it's just so exciting to meet new other people i really appreciated when other people let me in like with so many uh, like people i don't know i felt like i was with my family and they open up doors of their houses and Mm -hmm. i think that made me also way more i don't know hospitable like i really now want to share my my home with everyone and and just in like invite everyone everywhere and introduce everyone mm-hmm. to every- everyone. I felt like sometimes, you know, maybe before I was a bit more, um, I was saving, like guarding my friends, because these are my friends or mm-hmm. something like it silly things that was maybe also part of my age. But like now I'm like, oh, I have friends. Let's introduce them to all other friends <laughs> possible because they all need to know each other. Yes. So I don't know, it just opened my mind like that. Um, and also I think like South America was the biggest um kind of a game changer
0: mm-hmm. in my
1: mindset just because people that are there are so warm and they're so so warm and of course when you here try to be warm and you're not a person from that world mm-hmm. it might be uh what suspicious for other no, people like, why is she, why is she so nice like, yeah. what does she want from <laughs> yeah. me and i'm like mm-hmm. no i don't want anything from you uh, so yeah so those little things but just seeing also family values there when i don't know pe- people's friends are also part of a family for me it's crazy amazing and how they spend so much time with their families, how they live so long with their families—it's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was, yeah. I think I became a bit more open-minded to hang out with my family. Uh, uh-huh. Also, meeting, <laughs> just like being more open to friends. And I also kind of feel like I understand people who move places, and I think I'm a bit more welcoming to them because I just kind of know what experience that they're going for, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I try to help them and and be open. So I think definitely, yeah, I became also more social. More open-minded, more interested in people mm-hmm. in general, uh, and then kind of just uh, less, uh, yeah, stuck stuck to myself, mm-hmm. kind of trying to 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 understand everyone's perspective, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's uh, that's really good, yeah, just like. Yeah, I've learned so much from other people, their experiences, and it's crazy. Like, people have so many crazy lives. <laughs> it's good to, to learn from other people's mistakes than your own. So yeah. I'm trying to do
0: that as well, like, yeah. asking for advice is like, give me all. Yeah, but and sometimes you don't learn until you no, <laughs> experience like, things.
1: Bullshit, I'm going to do this better. No, it's still <laughs> a bad idea. Um, so yeah, So yeah, I'm definitely, I cannot imagine what kind of person I would be if I would have never left. Mm. Uh, it's just yeah i would probably be boring <laughs> I don't maybe i
0: am still but now i'm happy boring oh <laughs> uh, no i doubt that <laughs> um yeah i um, definitely being open i think that's that's probably the the biggest thing for me as well like opening up to experiences to people i also have this thing of like i want to invite people i on couch surfing i invite people to stay with me <laughs> um i love to travel like that too to meet people um, i met so various. i met
1: so many people through couch surfing like uh it's i don't know like it's it's a crazy theory like idea for people who have never done it and Mm -hmm. it sounds really sketchy (laughs) but i think at that time like when we started doing it like it was such a amazing experience and i think even now like i went to canada a couple of years ago and there still i met all my friends basically through help of Mm couchsurfing you meet one person for coffee and that person introduces you to other people and then suddenly you have a best
0: friend the easiest way to like get into the inner loop, you know, yeah, so yeah. Of people and of nice people who are like, you know, who are opening their houses to you. That means they're, they're quite generous in, in a way and it's a good quality and probably their friends are going to be like that too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And also it's just usually they're like-minded people. They're like, have been there as well. They've been in another country with nothing and they want to help you. So yeah, it's couchsurfing is definitely a def- like, yeah, I cannot imagine what would have happened without it. It's mm-hmm. really, really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that you know with with COVID restrictions being easier and uh, hopefully it's not going to be so bad this winter. Like more people are going to come because I had to, this summer a few people come to Lithuania to, to stay with me, and that was great. It's traveling without traveling, you know, you meet people and you hear their stories, and it's uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, for sure, mm. great. So. Yeah, thank you so much for for being here. the The, um, the question I ask um, towards the end uh, of everybody on the podcast um, is to describe living in Lithuania in three words. Ooh, <laughs> let me think. Okay. Uh, well,
1: the first—I'll okay. try to be nice. But <laughs> the first one for me is crowded, because mm-hmm. uh, but maybe because I'm in Vilnius today, so mm-hmm. I feel it's crowded. Uh, but yeah, maybe crowded, uh, but also it's not the one word, but it's full of opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and uh, maybe like okay. a Kickstarter could be a word. It's a place mm-hmm. to kickstart new mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So failing mm-hmm. at these three words. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And the third one is Shaltibarshi. <laughs> Because I mean, this is the only like Lithuanian dish I am capable of making, and I think it's really, really good and really, really great.
0: Yeah, no, but is amazing. I would recommend everybody try it. Try it. Um, and yeah, Kickstarter—that's a—that's a good—that's a, good, uh, a good word because that's that's um, usually how I would describe as well. Like um, when when first I moved back and I started creating my own projects and seeing how oh my gosh, actually it's it's a great place to do that because still there are so many things that are missing. Um, you know, there 's so much like creative potential um, and people like when you 're creating something a lot of people are supportive and that 's a great way to also meet people and get into the i don 't know overall flow and just the community of, of local people
1: yeah I completely agree like uh, there are definitely opportunities i mean there's so much uh, i don 't know yeah People who are doing exciting stuff, so you can definitely join them. Or if you have ideas, there are definitely ways to make them happen. Banguaya Mm -hmm. is one of the examples. It's like something that was just not here. And it's not like something crazy, amazing idea. But uh, yeah, it was missing here. And then when we shared the idea with other people, everyone was super welcoming. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the examples how, how great it is. And yeah, there also we have like for arts. I think it's really good. We have scholarships, and you can mm-hmm. also go and study. Really, it's affordable. So yeah, definitely. I think if you have ideas, come here, yeah. <laughs> make them happen. Fail, <laughs> and then if you want, can go somewhere else and have that experience. I think. I think we yesterday we have now an intern Migla at our festival who is leaving. Mm-hmm. She's from Germany. It's her last day in the office today. So we're going to be eating cake. Shout out to Migla. I know (laughs) she's going to be listening because she recommended me your podcast.
0: Oh, great. Uh, So
1: So she said, uh, like, it's a a good place to have an experience. Mm -hmm. So you can come. There are so many things to experience and you can not necessarily, you can also bring your own ideas, but also you can find loads of different experiences that you can then bring somewhere else Mm -hmm. as well. So it's just the, I don't know it's a nice place to meet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then maybe move forward and then come back mm-hmm. go yeah. away and come back
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah great well thank you so much i've had such a great time talking with you thanks for making the time and coming here thank you so much yeah and good luck with <laughs> Oh sure yes we need that be, we need that it's gonna be great <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more conversations like this one, subscribe to the podcast and let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook page. If you, or someone you know, would like to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Until next time.